welcome to catch these vibes podcast this is charmonique bringing you another episode episode 57 to be exact um before i get into today's topic i did want to um send a shout out to ahmaud arbery's family today is the uh, february 23rd will be a year since his death um for those who are not familiar ahmaud arbery was a 25-year-old black man at the time who was pursued and fatally shot while he was jogging, just minding his own black business. Um, So I do want to send a shout out to his family and his mother. Uh, Specifically, um, she filed a federal lawsuit against the three men accused of killing her son. Um, So she definitely, of course, she wants justice for her child. Um, and in these situations, unfortunately, justice is never served. Um, so yes, I do want to say shout out to, um, Ahmaud Arbery, um, and to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Samir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Rayshard Brooks, Sandra Bland, um, and the list goes on and on and on. So rest in peace to all those um, beautiful black people. Um, And let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about is... Why I can never say this goddamn word, syllogamy? I hate... Why is this pronounced like that, syllogamy? It just sounds sloppy anyway so the topic for this episode is sylogamy so that is a marriage by a person to themselves so sometime last year maya the r&b singer um revealed that she has been happily married for seven years to herself now i'm going on three years of being single and i may want to consider this in the future if that three years turns into five or ten, you know, I might want to consider this. But let's first look into what it really means. So, I'm going to I am going to read this article. Shout out to um xonicole.com. Um, So this is fairly recent. This article is dated from January 5th, 2021. So Maya has been married to herself for seven years. And she says it's it's all about getting back to herself. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this article so that we can understand exactly what sylogamy is. So, So do you guys remember last February when singer Maya posted a pic of herself in a wedding gown and the world went nuts? We all couldn't contain our excitement as we collectively wondered who the lucky guy was that the notoriously private singer was now married to. Well, as it turns out, the picture was from her music video, The Truth. So she didn't get married that day. But in an interesting turn of events, we discovered that the crooner has actually been married this whole time to herself. That's right. Our good sis Maya recently revealed that she has been married and committed to herself since 2013. And the details came came flooding out on a recent episode of Fox Souls Out Loud with Claudia Jordan. 
Maya says she chose to wet herself in order to take ownership of her own life. Uh, she says, I did a music video where I married, my, I married myself and the internet went crazy when a wedding photo was leaked first. And I just went along with it because I actually did marry myself in real life at the end of 2013. And since she has managed to dodge the continuous questioning by having fun with the moment and not say anything about it all. She continued, I didn't even say anything. I just said, thank you. A lot of people kept asking me, like, who's the lucky guy? I said, well, it's not a guy at all. It was actually really fun. Some of the interpretations were out of this world, but things happen and things get misconstrued. But it's been a beautiful ride. So impressively enough, marrying yourself or sologamy has actually been a thing for a few years now as more and more women are choosing to put themselves first. Supporters of the practice argue that it affirms your own values by your own value to yourself by taking the steps to live a happier life. Others say it's pure narcissism. But whichever may whichever way you choose to look at it, Maya decided to take part and define marriage her way. Maya says, it was all about self-care, self-love, and getting myself back after a toxic relationship. Last year, I renewed my vows, stepping into a new year. It's not about anything like all men are bad or anything like that. It's really about becoming your best self and making sure that you're leveling up in all aspects of your life. Now, that's what I call self-love. So that is the end of that article. Um, so I, um, what do I think about this? So I, I love the whole idea of just really committing to yourself, committing to your self-love, your self-care, because that's really what it is. You can't, you can't legally marry yourself. Um, so it doesn't have to do with anything about paperwork or, um, the actual the legal legal things that come with the actual marriage it has nothing to do with that it's really just about um committing to yourself and taking that step to say i'm going to focus on me and i'm going to do what's right for me um and i'm i'm honestly here for it i'm here for it because we live in a society where people love to make women feel like they have to have a man to be complete, where they make society makes us feel like we have to be in a relationship to, to be complete. And if we're not, we must be miserable. Like, how are we surviving? How are we making it through? Right. And I just I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get in another relationship, um, but I don't want to obsess over it. I don't want to obsess over um, me, the fact that I'm single and I'm probably going to be single for a while. Um, and the reason why I say I'm probably going to be single for a while is because I just don't see myself meeting anyone who's going to want to who's going to want what I want. Like, I just, I'm, and that's not me like being a pessimist or anything. It's just, it just doesn't seem realistic anymore nowadays because it's like everyone 
nobody wants everyone wants to act like monogamy is just this thing that shouldn't exist that we are all supposed to just sleep around and not really commit to another person or we have to commit we commit to another person but it's more than one person or and it's just like I I'm not really here for that like I'm not here for it I don't want to believe it I'm not finna you know you're not finna tell me that that is impossible for two people to only have eyes for one another for two people to want to commit to each other and only be with each other and if that's what you know people are really going to try to convince me or that if that's what people are really trying to be on then I really don't want any parts I I just don't I don't I'm tired I don't want to be doing too much compromising my what I really want out of a relationship and what I want for my love life and um I get you know Things do take compromise, but I don't want to be doing too much to where I'm doing the total opposite of what I feel is true to myself and true to what I want. Um, So I just don't see I just don't see that happening. I just really do not. Um, I just don't. I don't know. And and I'm just starting to care less and less and less about it because I just don't feel like that's what anybody is really focused on. And until I meet people who are, I feel like, feel the way that I feel or share the same morals, then, you know, I'm just not going to take anyone seriously. I'm just not. I'm not taking nobody serious. I'm not believing nobody's words without with no follow through. If your actions do not... um if your actions do not support what you are telling me, then it's going in one ear and out the other. I'm not taking nobody serious until you show me that you mean what you say. And that's just that. So I understand um, why Maya made this decision and I'm in, I support it because once once you get out of, to- of a toxic relationship, you don't want to be back into another toxic relationship. You don't want anything to do with any toxicity at all. And so when it seems like that's all that you're getting is just toxic energy or um, just bad vibes, then it's just like you want to separate yourself from that and you want to take a break from it. You just want to focus on yourself. It makes you just want to focus on you. And it's not like you're not open to the possibilities because I'm very open to possibilities. I'm very open to meeting people and and seeing where that may go. But I'm also very open to not giving a fuck about it, you know? Just not really caring and not, you know, basing my whole existence on being the right woman for somebody. It's just like I want to be the right woman for myself. I want to be the the best mother I could be for my child. You know, these are the, just the top my top priorities at this point in my life. So... I don't know. I think so, so having a sologamous relationship. I hate that. I do not like the way that this word is pronounced. 
I really do not like it. But um, I don't know. A sylogamous relationship might be for me in the next couple of years. We're going to see because I'm not about to be. I'm about to be like, I'm not about to be dealing with the questions with the when you having smart kids, when you doing this, when you doing that. My my answer is going to be I'm married to myself. So unless I find a way to have kids by myself to with myself, then ain't, ain't going to be none. And that's that's going to be my answer. And then people just not going to want to ask me that or want to be bothered with me or whatever. But that's fine with me. Shoot, stop being in my business. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really interesting and I wanted to talk about it to see like um if this is something that people are really do practice. And it looks like, you know, this is something that people really do um get into and commit to because it's so common for women to give or give themselves give them their all in and put them all they're all into a relationship and then you know end up heartbroken heartbroken and feeling like they didn't get anything out of it so <laughs> do what you got to do girl do what's best for you do what feels right because at the end of the day you got to live with it. You got to live with your decisions. You got to live with, you know, what is going to help you sleep good at night. That's, you got to do that. No, nobody else got to do it for you. Don't nobody else got to deal with your shit, but you. So whatever is clever. That's what I say. So I thought that this next topic was pretty interesting and I feel like um, this is something that um, I can relate to and if I can relate to it, then I know that there's someone out there can that can relate to it as well. So um, I found this article, um, it's titled, It's Not Just You, The Pandemic Has Made Social Anxiety So Much Worse. Um, social distancing mimics avoidance, which feeds the and waters social anxiety. Um, so this is written by Lauren Corrier. Um, it's a five-minute read. So if you are not interested, you could just go ahead and fast forward. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into this because I feel like this is definitely something that I can relate to. And um, let's see, it might might be some helpful tips up in here. So it starts by saying, um, early in the pandemic, I found myself sweating as I prepared for a Zoom happy hour. Remember those with my college roommates. I live with these women. Our husbands knew each other, yet somehow my nerves still felt jangly. Then there was a distanced and mass walk with a friend one afternoon. I spent the drive home worrying that a joke I'd made had come out wrong. Deep down, I knew everything was fine, but I couldn't stop replaying my words, trying to remember what my friend's facial expression had been like afterward. I could definitely relate to that. Okay, continues. It says, it's clear that my social anxiety, which I was previously managing effectively, has become decidedly more pronounced during the pandemic. 
It's as if my socializing muscles have atrophied during the year at home, making way for anxiety to dominate. Ellen Hendrickson, PhD, a clinical psychologist and author of How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic and Rise Above Social Anxiety, says, I'm not alone. By being housebound during the pandemic, we've been acting like we have severe social anxiety. She says, it's for a good reason, of course, but it mimics avoidance, which feeds and waters social anxiety. So to make matters worse, when we do venture out, we're met with high stakes stressors. Now, this part right here is it's like, wow, this is exactly how I'll be feeling. So it says, again, to make matters worse, when we do venture out, we're met with high stake stressors. Things like the possibility of getting sick, differing approaches to pandemic safety, and mass communication mishaps. Combine these factors and it would actually be more surprising if you weren't facing some degree of anxiety right now. But social anxiety specifically is its own unique animal. So it goes in to explain what social anxiety is. And I feel like this is very important because a lot of us don't understand this, especially people in the Black community. So this is why I like to share this type of information. So what is social anxiety? Social anxiety, Hendrickson explains, stems from a fear that you have a fatal flaw that will be revealed, prompting humiliation. It could relate to your personality, social skills, or appearance, and it comes with an urge to avoid situations where this fall may be exposed. If you're not sure if you have social anxiety, Chris McLeod and creator of SucceedSocially.com says common symptoms include a strong urge to opt out of events, replaying mistakes, quote-unquote mistakes after conversations are over, worrying you'll cross, you'll come across as boring, weird, or otherwise unlikable, using unhealthy coping strategies like drinking to get you through an event. If all this sounds familiar, there are things you can start doing to help mitigate your social anxiety now during the pandemic as well as once it finally ends. Um, And then it shares a quote, remember, just because a thought pops into your head doesn't make it true. And that is, man, that is so important to, especially for myself. Remember that when just because a thought pops up in your head doesn't mean it's true. And we just have to remember at the end of the day that these are just thoughts. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that this is a thought that's accurate or how you should really feel. Um, So first things first, it says, shift your attention. When we feel anxious, our attention turns inward. We start to monitor our behaviors or our bodies, and that takes us out of the moment. Hendrickson says, when you feel this happening, focus on the person you're talking to, the environment, or the task at hand. That frees up your bandwidth. Socializing virtually, which requires starting at a which requires staring at a small screen and sitting in one place for an extended period of time doesn't do anxiety any favors. MacLeod says, if you notice your anxiety creeping in during virtual chat, take a minute to readjust your body's position, glance away from the screen, and reset. 
If it makes sense, you might walk in, walk to your kitchen to grab a drink and then rejoin the conversation. Some people also find that having something to do with their hands releases nervous energy. I'm a fan of kinetic sand, but there are infinite options available if you're in the market for this kind of outlet. Fidget toys, balance boards, and sensory balls can also be soothing. The next one says, use breathing and visualization techniques. Um, Juliet Newell, Newley, a licensed clinical mental health counselor and owner of Sun Counseling and Wellness, suggests using a 478 breathing technique, which activates your parasympathetic nervous system and promotes relaxation. Inhale through your nose for a count of four. Hold your breath for seven. Then exhale through your mouth for a count of eight. Visualization is another effective tool. Imagine putting the anxious thought on a leaf and watching it float by. Remember, just because a thought pops into your head doesn't make it true. Be intentional with video chat. Because we're now relying on one platform to sustain both our personal and professional lives, video chat burnout feels inevitable, but the fatigue goes beyond overuse. As Nolis explains, the typical nonverbal cues that we're used to registering to build context aren't there on video. There's also much more of an emotional effort put forward to stay engaged, plus a low level of tension that must that most of us are holding onto hoping the technology doesn't glitch. MacLeod adds that some people find that video chatting with larger groups kicks up their anxiety. When you've got a call with eight people, it can get un- unwieldy. In real life, that big group would probably break off into a series of smaller conversations. If you're not good at piping in to big group discussions, you may start to feel overlooked and check out. If your fans love a meandering Zoom session packed with participants, then schedule shorter, more frequent catch-ups instead and suggest chatting with just one or two pals at once. You'll tend to, to your relationships without hitting the virtual wall. Be upfront about your comfort level. Social anxiety can escalate as we navigate differences in opinions about what's safe right now. When the group chat is lighting up with plans to check out the that new restaurant, but you're hesitant to dine indoors, be honest about this rather than feigning other obligations. Since people with social anxiety tend to struggle with assertiveness, this may feel scary. But as Nuli says, anytime you can acknowledge and name things, it prevents them from taking on a life of their own. So post-COVID, move slowly. If you find yourself overwhelmed about the inevitable onslaught of invitations waiting for you as the world reopens, Rushan Miller, psychotherapist and creator of Eustress says, don't feel like you have to go to every single event. Understand that your limitations, understand what your limitations are, who will be there, and your purpose for attending. Jen Greenman, founder of introvertdeer.com, advises watching for irritation, fogginess, or low energy, which are indicative of an introvert hangover, and signal that you're in need of alone time. Social anxiety is exhausting, but take comfort in the 
positive traits that come with the struggle. It's a package deal, Hendrickson says, explaining that people who are socially anxious typically display increased empathy, good listening skills, and consciousness. Well, 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 well. Um, so I hope you guys found that useful, some good tips in there. If you are someone who deals with social anxiety, I know I am. I found a lot of that in there to be true to me and, you know, how I am and a lot of what I deal with, um, when it comes to being social and going places and having to interact with people, um, so if you're somebody who deals with social anxiety, I hope you found this useful and I hope you use some of these techniques because, um, like I said, it's it's not easy to deal with and um, hopefully you feel understood, you know, now that you know that, hey, I'm not, I'm not weird or I'm not feeling weird. I'm just, this is just, I'm just anxious. I have social anxiety. Now you know. See, and that's why I like talking about these things because some of us, some people don't really know these things and don't really understand it. So, yeah. I like to uh, also just not, not feel alone in certain situations when it comes to you know, how we feel and how we deal with things. When, when we know that it's, it's normal and um, that it's something that other people experience as well, that helps us, you know, better cope with what we experience and it helps us, you know, uh, just deal with it overall because now we know that this is an actual thing. It's not just something that's in our head. It's an actual thing. We know... Um, how to deal with it, or at least how to attempt to deal with it. And that's the only only thing that we can really do is just, you know, educate ourselves and try new things and see what works for us. So hopefully some of these tricks and tips and tricks work. I'm definitely going to try some of them out and um, keep it in mind. Anytime I feel overly anxious and feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to do this. I can't be social. Um, this is uh, something that definitely will help me. So again, I hope it helps you. All right, so I wanted to... Um, I just want to highlight some some movies and shows that I've, I've watched recently. You know how I do. Um, so I just checked out um, Sylvie's Love with um, Tessa Thompson. And his name is Namdi. I do not know how to pronounce his last name. He is Kerry Washington's husband. Um, he was a prior. Uh, previously, he played football, and he's an actor as well. And I, I really, really enjoy watching that movie. It's a really beautiful love story, um, just about a, you know, two people who meet at the wrong time, and but for you know their their love that they feel for each other just continues to to bring them back to each other um so it's a very cute love story i enjoyed it um and i definitely recommend it and i'll watch it again um what else did i watch i watched i care a lot that's on netflix um now this movie this is a movie that was trending 
it's been trending on Netflix. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people like it. It's a, it's a good movie, so I understand why people like it and why people feel like um, it's it's really good. Um, but I just didn't like it. I just felt like the storyline is just like this person is not likable, you know. But I, but I guess that's the thing about the movie, uh, the fact that the the main character really wasn't likable. But at the same time, I guess she was, and that's probably why people really, you know, fuck with her and and fuck with the character. But I just didn't like like the character because I felt like, um. She was a bad person. And it's like, I'm not finna root for no bad person. So that's why I'm like, I don't really fuck with it. But overall, it's a good movie. I love the the plot. I love the, the sequencing, sequence of events. And um, yeah, so if you want to check that out, check that out. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, oh, okay. So I just started... Um, well, it just started this past Sunday. Um, Allen versus Farrell. So it's a documentary on HBO Max um, about Woody Allen. And um, what is the lady's name? I forgot her name. Well, her last name is Farrell. Um, so she was a famous actress. She's a very, very beautiful lady. Um, her film her filmography is huge. Like she's been in so many movies. Like she has, she has a lot. Like a long history of film. Um, but yeah, so she, she and Allen um, got together. Uh, Woody Allen, he's a director, producer, or whatever. Uh, famous white guy, weird guy. Um, anywho, I I just started it and I find it very interesting. Um, look it up, please, if you are interested in anything, you know, in the true crime realm. It's definitely true crime. Um, it's about sexual assault. So if if that's something that you know you don't really prefer to watch, then that's understandable. Um, but it's very interesting so far, and I cannot wait until next week, next weekend to see the next episode um what else am i enjoying snowfall comes back on season four starts uh february 24th which is tomorrow the day that well it comes out the day that this episode airs actually um so that's exciting everybody's excited about that see what franklin about to get into um i really really enjoy snowfall um i, I love everything about it um so i'm excited to watch stats um, I'm excited about WandaVision. I've been enjoying that. And I'm just, I, it sucks that it's so short. The episodes are really short. But at the same time, it seems like a lot happens. But then again, it's like, it's not a lot. So, but it's just so good that, you know, I'm going to continue to go back and watch it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else? I haven't really been watching anything, um, other than those that I mentioned. Um, I've been watching Basketball Wives, uh, watching the seasons, the old seasons. And, um, what else have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of Forensic Files. Uh, 
Um, I think that's it, really. Nothing, nothing too much. Just, um, just keeping it simple, if that's simple at all. I just say all types of movies and, and shows, and I'm talking about simple. Um, but yeah, so nothing, nothing other than that really has been on my watch list. Um, but there's a few new movies that are going to be coming out soon. Oh, 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 I did watch the movie A Little, what's it called? A Little Things, The Little Things, whatever. The movie, the Denzel movie that's on HBO, I watched it and it was very underwhelming. Um, I don't, I don't know. It just wasn't what I expected and I what I heard prior to watching it, but I wanted to, you know, form my own opinion on it. It was a cool movie. It just was, like I said, underwhelming. I think, um, Jared Leto, actually, I liked him in that movie. Actually, he was a standout person for me. Um, I liked the, the way that he, you know, performed his character. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not something I, definite I, I mean it's not something that i feel like motherfuckers should be rushing to go see because it really wasn't all that but you know if you want to see it and support denzel and then just see it because you know it's denzel then you definitely should do that um but yeah i think that's about it i'm just um looking forward to some of those shows i'm looking forward to um like I said, the Allen versus Pharaoh documentary, like that shit got me hooked. It got me so hooked, and I, I can't. A part of me wishes that I could just binge watch it, but they're doing the releasing one episode a week thing, so uh, I gotta wait. But yeah, so that's that's what's on my watch list. Um, check those videos or check those shows and movies out if you so choose and so wish to. And, uh, yeah. All right, y'all. That is the show this week. I hope you all enjoyed the topics that we discussed. And until next time, I do hope you all have a good rest of your week. And love, peace, and air grace. Deuces. Peace.